You're a conscious luminary and you're getting it going in the NFT space. Welcome to Golden Meta Sessions with Doc Peace. I'm your host, Dr. Peace Uche, also known as Doc Peace. Golden Meta Sessions is a time to celebrate creative expression, featuring NFT creatives who share their doses of inspiration on how they got started, plus tips and strategies on how to boldly creatively express to empower your NFT journey and achieve your version of success. New episodes drop weekly every Thursday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, so press subscribe for your weekly dose of Golden Meta Sessions with Doc Peace. This episode of Golden Meta Sessions with Doc Peace podcast is sponsored by Raka, a metaverse company and exclusive manager of French Montana's NFT album drop, 2D Montega, dropping soon. Today we have another golden guest joining us, Jessica Quintana. Jessica is a social worker and founder of CryptoFlirt who has worked in child welfare for many years. For her own self-care, she often turned to fashion. In Web3, she found a way to turn her self-care into her main job while still promoting change in the child welfare sector. Welcome to Golden Meta Sessions with Dog Peace, Jessica. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I'm, I'm excited to be here. You're so very welcome. I'm curious to know, let's jump jump right on into it. Where did this stem from, this desire to support child welfare? And why did you decide to step into the Web3 space to continue this endeavor? Okay, so child welfare is my passion. I didn't go into child welfare on purpose, but sometimes I, I believe that we be, we're put in positions where we're supposed to be. And I was very much meant to be in child welfare. I started my grad school endeavor um, to do a therapy. Um, and I have my clinical license in therapy. I am a therapist by trade. However, my heart has always been in social work. I almost didn't pass my practicum because my advisor was like, why didn't you go into social work? You're a little too much of a cheerleader for therapy. Um, but I just never quite understood why, or the reason between, you know, I have a client come in, we speak for 50 minutes, 40 minutes, and, you know, I do 10 minutes of case noting, the client leaves for the week, and they come back the second week with the same issue. And the things we had talked about weren't getting done. And my thought was, isn't there someone who can kind of handhold this client during the week to get these goals accomplished because they obviously have a barrier um, and that person would be a social worker. Um, so I decided to go into social work and um, I fell into child welfare. I definitely, um, I know about abuse. I have lived it growing up as a child and when I, um, I've never been in the system or anything, um, but I probably should have been. Um, so there's a, there's a time and place where uh, you know, there, there's a time and place for everything. And sometimes removal is an answer and sometimes working with the family is the answer to help overcome barriers that would, you know, eliminate the need for removal. So I'm very much parent-centered. Let's help you, you know, help you help these children. Let's help you be safe. Let's help these children be safe. Um, so that is definitely something that I really appreciated about my job is I was able to work with families 
to strengthen them and to keep the units together because there's no better parents than the parents. Um, however, there are times when, you know, the children need to be protective and, and that's when I become a voice for a child. And I very much love my job. I worked everything from CPS to foster care and I moved into working with unaccompanied minors who were detained at home at, by Homeland Security at the border. I've worked with, um, with unaccompanied refugee minors. Um, and so I really, it, these minors would be coming from overseas as refugees. So I have really enjoyed my tenure in child welfare and I've done a lot. Um, however, you can imagine the things that we see. You're not supposed to see these things on a daily basis. So when I would come home, I would create. Um, that was kind of my self-care and that I would go in and, you know, go into my sewing room and be able to create fashions from just like beautiful designs and kind of elaborate things by just um, out of some simple fabric. So that's how I got into um, designing in the ASMR of the machine, my own self-care from what I have been seeing all day. Ooh. Well, thank you so very much for the work that you're doing. And I love how you were able to tie this into your passion. How does this feel knowing that you're able to make such a massive difference, but also pursue your passion? What makes you feel alive? Yeah, so it was bittersweet leaving my last position. I um, was a program manager for about, and I had about 30 staff under me. And my last position was uh, like a group home for, uh, for unaccompanied youth. So what this meant, and we service youth uh, boys from 14 to 17 years old. What this meant is that these young children had been apprehended at the, by Homeland Security at the United States border. Um, when they're apprehended, Homeland Security has about 72 hours to get some things in place. And during that time, they make a decision on, you know, put, putting this place, putting these kids placed somewhere where they have a social worker who's able to determine one of two things. Um, and that is, one, is, is it safe for them to go back home? What caused them to be at the United States border without an adult present? Um, is it a situation back home that's unsafe that they can't go back to? If that answer is yes, they cannot go back, then the, the case manager in that position is determining, is there anyone here in the United States that the, fam that the child knows, whether it's a family, a family friend, cousin, uncle, something like that, who can care for this child while they go through the proceedings and through the court system um, for this you know, minor to become legal or sent back or see what's gonna happen. Like who's gonna care for this minor because it is a lengthy process. If the answer to that is no, there's no adult in the United States that this child knows who they can safely go to, then they would have to go to a, to a program like mine. Um, so my program, we house boys 14 to 17 years old um, who, so unsafe to go home and they had nobody here in the United States and they would come to a program like ours. So I, you can imagine with someone who has a heart for child welfare to say, I want to lead child welfare to do this passion. I see, the, I see an opportunity with NFTs. I see an opportunity here, but in order to, to fulfill it like fully, I have to leave. I can't do both. I tried. I can't do both um, and give it my whole heart. And so what kind of eased my mind and what I told my staff is that mama's got to go hunt. Like this is not, I see something here. I see an opportunity to even do better in child welfare and what that is. And I'm creating an organization on the blockchain. So part of, part of every cell that CryptoFort does 
it puts money onto the blockchain that goes specifically to child welfare. And what that does is does one of two things. Well, it does a few things, but one, it creates transparency. From the moment that that dollar is uploaded or whatever capacity crypto it is, the moment it's uploaded onto the blockchain, you're able to see transparency all the way to where the, the population served. So everyone can see what's happening with the funds that are raised to support child welfare. It also cuts overhead. We don't have a president of an agency, the vice president, the social workers, the, all these points in between that have to be paid before the funding can get to the population served. So more of the funding can go to our populations. And that's what I'm excited about. So this is my way of being able to do something completely different that is my passion and what I'd like to do and still support child welfare in an even bigger way than it's being supported now. Gold. Love it. Let's dive right on into it. So you and I connected at NFTLA on the main floor. You were representing Crypto Flirt, your fashion. Can you share more about Crypto Flirt and how did you come up with this name? So Crypto Flirt, um, it started out, my husband, who is very much into crypto and has been for many years, I'm used to him falling down these rabbit holes and learning about different things. And But back in August of about 2021, he fell into a rabbit hole that was taking a little longer than normal. Um, and he was probably in that rabbit hole for a good three months. And I'm like, I was at the end of it. I'm just like, I need to dress in crypto for you to pay attention to me. Like, what is up? What's going on? Um, and in that moment, CryptoFoot was born and it's grown since then. Um, but what I started looking at is how could I dress in crypto? Is there a way to dress in crypto? Like literally and figuratively. And so I started down my own rabbit hole of NFTs and I still haven't come out. Um, so what I started doing was like, I, my idea was on, you know, how can we get fashion and crypto and how can I pay for it or use it as crypto or dress in crypto? So just started down that rabbit hole. And I was thinking at that time, lingerie, of course, because I was, I was trying to get my husband's attention. And so I was thinking like lingerie, I started looking at, um, you know, overseas to manufacturers. And then I started realizing um, I wanted an IRL component in real life component to my, what I decided to do with NFTs. And so in order to get in real life, um, items, I would need to buy one of every size for each NFT. And I started realizing that that would be a lot of clothing waste because I don't know what this person's size would be. If they needed a medium, I would have to have purchased a small, medium, large actually for this one item. And what am I going to do with that clothing waste? If I flood the market, it devalues my NFT because they could just buy it on the market. And so I started thinking, I'm like, wait, I sew. I've been sewing since I was nine years old. I've, and at this point, again, I was thinking, Laundry, it takes five minutes to create a pair of panties. Like, there's no reason for me to do all this, create all this waste. The quality, I was already getting upset with the quality of what I was hearing. With, I, I had sent a photo and I'm like, I would like this fabric. And they came back telling me that was bamboo. I love bamboo fabric, but that was not what that was. I'm like, y'all, this is not going to work. So that's kind of how CryptoFlirt came about. I was trying to think of of what a sexy name would be that was still kind of, you know, fun and, and um, crypto flirt. It just, it was born and it made sense and we were doing lingerie. However, we have grown and we've moved into fashion and we are now having a conversation about having a crypto flirt line under an umbrella because we have moved into gaming and a lot of different avenues of like AR, VR and IRL items. And so 
it's, it's grown quickly um, and I'm really, really excited, but Crystal Flirt will always have a part of my heart because it was, it was kind of formed as a joke, um, but a really good joke. Yeah, <laughs> congratulations again for launching this Genesis collection. I'm curious to know, like, what, what is the joke here? Why, why is this not your main Web3 stream? Like, is there another like underlying reason why you launched Crypto Flirt? So I've always been into fashion um, for myself. Like I said, I started sewing at nine years old. My mom taught me how to sew and I was sewing dresses for my little sister who poor thing had to wear them. Um, but you know, I'm like over here just, I've always been a creative and part of being a creative, if it, it was my self care. Um, I'm very much into working. Like I had worked in corporate America. I had worked in child welfare. I was a social worker. Um, and I worked specifically in child welfare. So I've seen a lot of things that shouldn't, isn't meant to be seen on a daily basis, um, let alone several times a day on a daily basis. And so some of my self-care was going into, like retreating into my own space and creating. Um, and so it, it, fashion was, a, what was a beautiful for me is to be able to take a limp piece of fabric and create something amazing and beautiful. Now the creations that I make are always kind of been above you know, over the top. Um, I like making costumes. I like making like elaborate things that don't necessarily fit in real life. However, in the metaverse, it makes perfect sense. Like you can be whatever you want and it doesn't necessarily have to be practical. If you want wings on your shoes, you can have wings on your shoes. So it was really <laughs> amazing to be able to have a space. And then that's when I realized that CryptoFlirt is really limiting me. Like I can only do like lingerie. I can only do um, you know, certain women's attire, like, let's make this more into the guys too. Let's grow this. And since then, it's just, it's just grown above and beyond measure. And I, there's still so many ways to grow. Wow. How amazing is it that once you expanded your target market, um, it actually became easier for you to maneuver through the space. Yes. Oftentimes they tell you to niche down, but you actually, expanded and found more more value in that can yeah. you share more on the background of crypto flirt and i know understand that it began from your desire to help with child welfare uh, and i'm curious to know how this ties into a nft based project such as crypto flirt absolutely so I have a passion for fashion, but I also have a passion for child welfare. Um, and that's been my main bread and butter for the last 13 years since I graduated, you know, grad school. Um, and so what had happened was, you know, <laughs> it was hard for me to leave. It was hard for me to leave. So not only did I have to find a justification that I felt good with, that I would be able to sleep at night with, but also explain to my staff of 30 who ranged from, you know, um, high school graduates who were, you know, on the floor with the kids on a daily basis to recreational therapists, to therapists, substance abuse therapists, like I had all these people working under me who were looking at me as their team leader. These people I had handpicked to be part of this organization and to break the news that I was going to be leaving was very difficult. So trust me, I had to come up with something good. Um, and I had to believe in it myself um, because I wouldn't be able to sleep at night because there's so many kids out there that need help. Um, and so 
I sat on this for a while before I finally launched and I, you know, I was trying to do both at the same time. And in order to, to do it correctly, like I had to focus all of my time on this and I could see where my passion was going. Um, and so I started looking at the blockchain and how we can re revolutionize child welfare to be on the blockchain because there's a lot of benefits to being on the blockchain. Um, so what I decided to do, make a long story short and how I got there, but what I decided to do was to create a child welfare organization that exists on the blockchain. The reason being is because you're able to have transparency straight from the moment that that funding is uploaded all the way to where it gets to the population it's meant to serve. And you're able to follow that, not just as a person involved, but as a person who's interested in the information, who maybe they're doing research on where's child welfare funding going, or maybe um, they're interested on where can we expand. They're able to follow that. It's, the research is there, it's, it's, it's there. Like, you just need to study it. So um, that's one reason. The other reason is it cuts down on overhead tremendously. We don't have brick and mortar buildings that you need to fund. Um, along with the utilities and you know all of that involved, um, you, and you don't have everyone from the president of whatever the organization is, or whether it's the county or the state, whoever's funding, um, you don't have all of the, you know, there's there's different stations, there's different portions that need to be paid out of every dollar that's spent. So whether they're a supervisor, a program manager, a vice president, president, all of those people have to be paid, and that dwindles the money that is meant to go to the population that you're meaning, meaning to serve. So by creating this and putting it on the blockchain, it allows um, for better transparency, it allows for, um, for, for less overhead, and ultimately it also allows for other, um, other use to also apply. So I, I understand and I see the value in helping the traditional populations that are being served by our government agencies, right? That needs to happen, it needs to continue, and it needs to be better. However, there are also um, populations of youth who can can have who can use the assistance, but maybe don't meet the qualifications. Maybe they're not being abused, but maybe their family is struggling, and this allows them and their family to apply for funding without having to be a part of like a public assistance kind of um, agency. So maybe they just need help because they have their child who is going to prom and they cannot afford all the graduation expenses, maybe we can help them with, you know, help, you know, benefiting this child in a different way. So that's definitely the other part of it. I, it, it gave me peace and I was able to bring peace to my staff um, by, by letting them know that, that I haven't gone far and I'm not leaving child welfare. There's just a better way of doing things, I feel like. Um, and I think that we're onto something here. Gold. Gold. So one of the things that I really enjoyed about hearing what you just shared with us is how you are expressing all of your multi-dimensions. And that's one of the beauties of Web3, the ability to really lean into all the dimensions that make you you. And so you've combined your career with your passion, your passion for fashion, as you stated. I'm curious to know for those of, of us who are listening who haven't yet yeah combine their career, their their training, their their talents with their gifts and their passions, what advice do you have for them? So I have a quote that is, do something today that your future self will thank you for. Um, I, 
as I was sitting with the with the thought of do I continue in child welfare, which I do have a passion for, or do I transition into another way of helping child welfare, but doing something that is still in line with what I want to do and what I what I'm loving. Um, and I had to think about, you know, what is best for me and my family. Um, my, I, I am a mom of five. I have five kids um, and they are on all different stages ranging from 17 to four years old. So I have them, you know, in high school needs, sports needs. Now, you know, this one wants to go into ballerina. Like there's just, there's so much going on. And so I had to think what is good for my family in terms of I'm at a nine to five that really takes a lot of my time away, like literally away from my home, but then also takes a lot of my mind power where I'm in the office trying to do my self care because of what I've been experiencing out in the field, right? So what what I sat down and thought is one, what's good for my family? How can I still function and serve the two populations that I am, or the population that I'm, I'm most in tune with, um, but also, if I can make that better at the same time, it's a no brainer. And so once I was able to marry the thought of how I'm doing both, it was simple. It was like, okay, this is the way I'm going to leave. And that's when I was able to do that in my own head, I, I brought peace to myself and I was able to explain to my staff in a way that they understood as well. So you definitely have to make it make sense to you. Um, and it should be done because this is something you want to do that you'll be proud of yourself in the future. It's not easy. It is not easy. I've had a lot of a lot of you know points where I'm like, I would really appreciate knowing that there's check coming in in two weeks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I miss that uh, that security, that you know insurance, that all of that stuff that I had that I just let go. I have to have some faith, and I have to walk by some faith and just practice what I preach to my children and say that, you know, you can do whatever it is you want. And um, here I am trying to practice what I preach and it's not simple, but I'm yeah, doing it, so doing it. And, doing and I it. see the rewards Here's of it to too. That. Yeah. Thank you're doing you. it with five kids in Joe, with the entire family to, to support yeah. and who's also cheerleading and rooting for you yeah. as well. So I'm curious to know, you said that you're in the past, we had that security, right? We had mm -hmm. not only our, our, uh, continuous income, but we also have the security of insurance and all those other components that come with having a nine to five. So what is the security now replaced by now that we've stepped into the web three? Is there a replacement for, for that security? I definitely have regained the driving force of my own life. I'm no longer, I'm, I, what's a good word? I no longer have these expectations by an outside entity that I will be doing X, Y, and Z at this specific time. Um, so I am able, I no longer work nine to five. I work 24 seven, <laughs> it seems like. So the self-care component, it becomes even more important, right? Um, but at the same time, there is just this, you know, I've always had passion for child welfare, but there is an increased passion that I have now. and. It's work. It definitely is work. Don't think that, you know, oh, you're doing what you love. It's not, it is work. But at the same time, like you're so excited about the work that you're doing. I'm so excited to wake up and get the fabric and start creating or to sketch or to whatever is next on my job. And I am the total driving factor in it. If I'm going to work, for instance, what I've learned, right? So I've learned that things are cheaper to do during the weekdays with your children, 
right? So because everyone's going on Saturday and Sunday, there's less, there's less crowds, everything's cheaper. And now I can do that. So if I'm working on Saturday and Sunday, we can go to Disneyland on Tuesday. You know what I mean? And there's less crowds, it's cheaper, <laughs> cheaper to go on those days, whatever the case may be. And I'm just using that as an example is that there's a, I have more time for me. I have more time for my family. I'm able to schedule my days better. Um, and I just have this, look at my eyes. Look, look at the way I'm glowing. I was not glowing this way before. <laughs> Ooh, you are glowing. You are glowing. And I, love I feel that. it. I feel it from the inside. Mm, yes, I feel that too. And that is why yeah. I believe that we are all gold. Everyone who stepped into the Web3 space, who's getting it going in the space, we're all genuine, original, loving dreamers. We're aligning with our purpose. We're getting it going. And we're shining our light to make our dreams become a reality. So cheers to you for doing just this. And I would love to, to turn our attention for the last 10 or so minutes of our podcast episode today on the fashion portion of what you do. Because one thing that really lights me up when I'm sitting, interviewing, moderating these panels, performing on these stages, I am not wearing NFT fashion. And I, I ask myself, what am I doing? Why aren't, we, why aren't we seeing more NFT fashion at these events? So I'm curious to know what your take is on this. Have you experienced more more fashion in the space like what what is your what is your opinion on on what you see when you go to these events and how crypto flirt will change that i am seeing a little bit more um not anywhere will it where it is going to be soon um but the space is growing we're starting to have major brands come in um into web3 which is nice um but the major brands they have their work cut out for them because they weren't born in Web3 and Web3 is very different than Web2. And we're keeping it that way because there's a beauty in Web3. Once you're in Web3, you understand the sense of community. You understand just this feeling of freedom that Web2 just doesn't have. And so Web2, co companies who are coming into Web3 from Web2, so say like, you know, Dolce Gabbana, they're known for coming into Web3. They have to have a change of mindset where companies like, or brands like CryptoFlirt, we were born in Web3. This is where we started. So there's a little bit of an upper hand there. Just, just a little bit. Don't think about it. They have the, they, the Web2 companies, they have an upper hand that Web3 doesn't have and that they have like the manufacturing portions and all of that, you know, set. Um, but there is a huge change of mindset that has to happen. Um, so, but we are seeing it, this space, there is space for everyone here. We are so, happy to embrace our wing in this space um, are growing by leaps and bounds. I, when I started, when I dropped Crypto Flirt, I think back in August of, yeah, like September, August of, of October, of September, August, September, right in there of 2021, I was like, I felt like I was one of the only ones. Now, there were a few out there, um, but now when you look, you see fashion people who are going from, um, they're, they're, they're doing chains. I just interviewed this woman who she does, she does chains and she's trying to figure out how to create these NFTs. I was in San Diego at the event in San Diego. I met two graduates who recently graduated fashion school and they're coming into the NFT space. And I, what I tell them is that there's space for all of us here. Like they literally, like they're all the pitfalls that I've fallen into, like 
let me tell you about them so that you don't fall into them as well. And that is a, that right there is a huge difference between Web 2 and Web 3. Is Web 3, there's a sense of community um, that is just not necessarily there in Web 2. Um, so yeah, here we're finding there's a lot more, and I think that there's going to be a lot more um, people wearing NFTs. Doc, I think you're going to be one of the first. Honestly, I don't know if you're the first, but if you're not, you are one of the first who will be dressed in NFTs at your next event. So I'm really excited about that. Yes, yes, I'm so very excited. Dress me, crypto flirt. So the other day you <laughs> sent me a video of you shopping for materials and your keen eye, what you're looking for based off my style. So I would love for you to share more on that. How do you, first of all, how is crypto flirt structured in such a way that you're designing these custom creations and what does crypto flirt entail in terms of wearables and things like that what's what's going on here in terms of what are you designing for me and what that has to um what how that how that ties into how crypto flirt is structured absolutely so i Crypto Flirt has a few things going on. One is that all of our all of our NFTs, all of our fashion designs, we want them to all be in IRL, in real life, VR, which is a virtual reality, and AR, which is an augmented reality. And you know, as other realities come out, we might want to do that too. So we want to make sure that we cover every aspect of, of fashion and the metaverse. And so that's kind of how that, that I think is what sets us apart from any of the other fashion um, people who are in Web3 is that we are doing all three components. Usually they're doing one or they're doing two, but they seem to never have that IRL component, which is really nice and my favorite part of it. So what um, what we're doing with you, Doc, is collaboration. That's a little bit different than what CryptoFoot offers and it's a little bit beyond. But what CryptoFoot does offer is we offer, if you purchase our NFTs, and I recently switched this around to kind of cover, to kind of lower cost, um, our, we used to say that if you got the NFT, you can either have a, you can you would automatically get the AR and the VR. You can burn it for an IRL item if you wanted to. So basically, if you saw that and you wanted that in real life, if it's a fashion for you know a game or a, if it was something on your avatar, but you wanted it in real life, you can burn that NFT and we would send it to you in real life. But what had to happen with that is that I had to price the cost of my NFTs to accommodate making sure that I could burn every item in real life. Um, so I started looking at that and I'm like, you know what, maybe it makes a little more sense to our NFTs will be available, you'll be able to have the AR and the VR. And if you would like that in, in IRL, you can commission the piece and we will make it for you. So then you'll get a quote, you'll know how much it is and we can create that item for you. Now, all of our items are made specifically for the wearer, whether you're purchasing this for your sister and in New Jersey, we would get her measurements and we would create for that for the wear, um, or if it's you yourself, you know. So um, that's kind of the 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 basis. That's our bread and butter of what crypto flirt is. But then also, as someone who's been in fashion, who's working now in LA fashion world, that um, I realized like the importance of styling, and I'm like, you know, let's let's do the styling as well. And this is where we get a client, uh, if a client wants, you know, to be styled in a specific manner, a special wear, um, we're able to do the shopping for that client to create designer pieces, to put things together, to create this harmonious wardrobe that is made specifically for that client. 
Um, and then we, of course, offer amazing customer service and make sure it's fitted well. We'll attend the events and make sure you're, sometimes, you know, it requires that you're sewn into the dress at the event. So uh, we do all that for you if that's what you wish. Gold. This episode of Golden Meta Sessions with Dog Peace podcast is sponsored by Raka, a metaverse company and exclusive manager of French Montana's NFT album drop, 2D Montega, dropping soon. I'm curious to know, for those who are listening who are fashion designers looking to perhaps pivot into the Web3 space, what advice do you have for them? Connect with someone who's here now um, to help you walk through the steps. It'll just cut down um, so much of the homework that's already been done. I, I'm all about, you know, making things easier and living life easier because like, we only have one. And if, I, you know, I think there's a biblical, I'm not Christian, but I think I was raised Christian. Um, there's something in there that says like, uh, wise men learns from a fool's mistake. I take that to heart. If someone's already been the fool, I want to know all about it because I want to avoid all the pitfalls. And I'm the same way. I've made a lot of pitfalls. I, or I've made a lot of mistakes. I've fallen into pitfalls. And if, if you come to me, I am completely open. Like I said, Web3 is all about community. It is something that I want to keep. And my part in keeping that sense of community is helping other people who are into fashion to, to join it in a more seamless way. Um, I was onboarded by, you know, a, a man, um, they think differently than a woman um, sometimes. And, you know, there's just ways that you can, I can help onboard um, someone who maybe it'll be a little bit easier. So that go into Twitter spaces. If you're, if you're new to Web3 in general, um, Twitter spaces is a good way to kind of just go in there and just start listening and, and hearing what's going on. I, in the, in the real world, and I worked in social work, and I had a new person start the first day, I would give them filing like start filing because when you're filing you start looking at all the different things and you things start connecting well the twitter spaces are the equivalent to filing just go into a twitter space and listen <laughs> just listen and you'll start hearing what to say what not to say you'll start understanding the jargon twitter spaces is it and hit up someone who's in fashion already and definitely we're here to help gold love it and thank you so much for about those doses of inspo for for not just fashion designers but everyone who's curious about the space and where to get started on that. I'm curious to know more on who it is that you look up to in the space and fashion design in the fashion designing uh, industry. Are there any specific designers that you've connected with that you've learned from that you've grown with? Who's your inspiration? Yes. Yeah, so right now, I feel like we're kind of all growing together. Even, even if we are um, growing, even if you're coming in from Web2 and you already have a fashion brand that is going well in Web2, once you enter Web3, you're right along there with us. We're all learning together because it's very different here. Um, so I love the fact that we're all together. And so my inspiration has to be from someone who is in Web3 already because Web2 is just a different animal. So when I started looking at the Web3 people who are here, um, Paco Rayban is, is someone that I look at their page and I look at it quickly and I'm like, okay, let me get off before I get a little discouraged. Uh, they, they are doing amazing things. So Paco is someone who worked with a designer 
that I currently work with. So I work with Javier Oton. He is a celebrity designer out of Los Angeles and um, teaching me all the ins and outs of like production and just, oh my God, getting me, helping CryptoFort to get accounts at places where we're able to um, take advantage of the discounts that he's had for the last 15 years. I'm just like, thank you, Javier, I appreciate it. But Javier and Paco know each other. They've worked together back, you know, back in the days. And I, it's funny how this world is so interconnected. There's another person, there's Paco, we'll talk about Paco again. But there's another person, Linda Stokes, it's someone else that Javier's worked on. I'm like, Javier, do you know, oh yeah, we did this and this, this together. I'm like, wow. So Linda Stokes is um, someone else. She has been, you may have seen the NFTs that Macy Gray has out, but she's dressed Macy Gray over the years in several iconic outfits um, that, you know, we are now made into NFTs that you can purchase. Um, but Macy, or but Linda Stokes' granddaughter, her name is Milan, and she's in this space. So she's helping to bring Linda Stokes from Web 2 into Web 3. I'm helping to bring Javier Ozon from Web 2 into Web 3. So Milan and I understand each other very well um, and helping these older folks understand how to get on Twitter and into a space and what to say and what not to say and what buttons to push and don't push. Mm -hmm. So Milan and I are like sisters right now. I love right it. Now. We actually have um, Milan on the show. So I have... Yes, I love Milan. Um, so yeah, so her and I, um, we, we are working together as well. She is an inspiration for me as well. But this Paco Rayban, I'm sure he has, he has a, I'm going to, I'm going to figure that out. But he's doing some amazing things. And I am really, really um, inspired by his work. So what they did is they went back into his archives and pulled out some like iconic um, garments, uh, designs that he had created like back in the days. And, um, and they've, they digitize them to 3D, so you can actually purchase them um, in, in, you know, in VR. Not sure what you could do with them, but I know that there is an IRL component to it as well, and it involves you flying to France. So we'll Ooh. see what happens. Uh, I'm excited to see that. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so very much for sharing with us your inspirations in the space and bringing up Milan Stokes. Actually, we connected with her and she's been on Golden Meta Session. So excited to, to hear that you both are, are close. It's so interesting yeah. to know how small this community really is because we are still growing. We're still so very new. Yeah. We're just getting started. So I would love for you to share, Jessica, as we're nearing the end of our session here today, how can we connect with you further? Okay, so I'm CryptoFlirt across all kind of the social networks, except for um, except for uh, Twitter. On Twitter, I'm at CryptoFlirt VIP. Someone had CryptoFlirt. I'm like, who is this person? I went to search. There's someone who hasn't even used the account for like four years. I'm just like, dang it. <laughs> so, so yes, it's at CryptoFlirt everywhere from Meta, which is Facebook. Uh, so from Facebook to Instagram to um, to Twitter and LinkedIn as well. So you can find us at CryptoFlirt or CryptoFlirt VIP on Twitter. Um, and then also, you know, you can always DM me. That's the, all my DMs are open. I am, I am very interested in building community as I've said a million times. So if you DM me, I, I try to get back to all my DMs within the week. Um, and then, you know, yeah, we'll connect. I am excited to hear from anyone, whether you're new to Web3, um, new to NFTs, if you're um, been here for a while, definitely want to hear from you. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm just open, and I'm an open book. So hit me up. 
Yes, most definitely. I'm really excited to connect with you further and to begin wearing your fashion IRL. For those listening who haven't yet seen your website and seen your fashion, can you describe a little bit more on what crypto flirt fashion looks like and how it's distinguished from what we may have seen in the space? Okay, so crypto flirt, like I said, I like uh, bold, right? I like bold. I like big. I like, I like extravagant. Um, so the, I don't have any fashions out other than my, my Genesis collection. And my Genesis collection was a special collection to kind of um, just introduce crypto flirt to the Web3 space. So there's, there's only five um, designs out there. And I, we were waiting for technology to catch up. Doc, I have a surprise for you. I will speak on it just a minute. We're waiting for technology to catch up. And so while we waited, I'm like, what am I going to do to get these designs out there sooner rather than later? And so what I decided to do, I'm like, it's Genesis. Genesis is the beginning of everything. Let's go to the beginning of fashion. And all fashion starts with a sketch. So our five Genesis collection, uh, designs are all sketched. So what you receive is the sketched item. And then you will be receiving an airdrop. If you are a holder, all of our holders receive an airdrop of an AR and a VR. So they ultimately end up with three, um, three NFTs. And then that NFT, what it, it is our only NFT that is not burnable for in real life fashion. And the reason being is I was trying to load that with utility um, and, and create the ultimate value for our holders. So there's a lot of utility tied to our, um, to our Genesis and they are, it's a very small collection. We only um, minted 500. Um, so there's, there's not, um, you know, the point was to keep it small and to, and to load it with value. So um, part of, you know, there's runway fashion shows with every one of our drops. And so one, uh, one of those is that, one of the perks of that of being a holder is that you get two VIP tickets to each of our fashion shows as long as you're a holder. Those are fully transferable, so that can provide passive passive income to those who are you know wanting to sell them. But we do um, stream in VR, and we also um, do it in real life, so you can attend wherever you are in the world. So really excited about that. And like I said, there's a ton of utility. Check us out. Check out our website um, and Discord as well. Uh, we're there. So we're in, in Discord is where we have like our community. So you definitely, if you're in, interested in crypto for it at all make sure you join our Discord server. That's where we share all of our stuff. We share all of our information. I haven't done any like type of marketing in terms of like paying for marketing there because I wanted every person that's there to be a real person who is a supporter of CryptoFlirt. So our numbers may be small. I think we're like in the 300, 350, something like that right now, but we are growing. Um, and all of those people are real people interested in CryptoFlirt. Um, so that's, I'm like, I'd rather have 300 and maybe legit real people than to have 10,000 and not know where my real people are. So mm -hmm. that's where we are. Mm. Bold and fierce is the style. Can I tell you about that surprise? Yes, please do. <laughs> Let me tell you about that surprise. So your, your, uh, your outfit, right? I'm not going to give any of it away. So we're just going to say outfit. Your outfit for NFT New York. I am so excited. Today I got the 3D rendition of it and it is badass. It is amazing. I love it. So the next thing. <laughs> I'm so excited. The next thing we're going to say is that I am looking to create you and you wearing that in 3D. 
since we got it with a lot of lead time. So I'm like, hey, can you do this? And I sent him like six pictures of you. And he's like, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Oh my goodness. So what you're saying so here excited. is that I'm so now- excited. I don't, I don't even know if I'm going to show you. Okay. So what you just shared right now is that not only is are those who, who see the outfit that I'll be wearing at NFT NYC or the future events that I'll be attending, not only will those who see it and want it, they can now have it in a, in a virtual VR wearable plus now it's also going to be minted so, in 3D. Can you share a little bit more on that? Can you... <laughs> so what I got today was a 3D rendition of it. Um, by the end of the day, I'll have it in the 360 rotation um, and on like a catwalk. So waiting to see what that's gonna look like. I have full faith in this, in my 3D modeler, and um, I think it's going to work out. But what I wasn't sure um, of was, uh, would he be able to create that, create you, like not a, not a model, because he can create a model, but can he create a model that looks like you wearing it? And so I just asked him that this morning, because I'm like, I wasn't expecting to have your, have the outfit back so early. So I was like, okay, since we're back so early, can you create her wearing it? And he said, yeah. So we're going to see what happens. I'm really Wonderful. Excited. Wonderful. How very exciting. Thank you so, so much for sharing that. For closing with that, with that exciting news. Yeah. So what, what that's going to translate to in, in, in NFT, I'm not sure yet. And I'm brainstorming. And so you and I need to talk outside of this so that we can talk about what that would look like for an NFT. Um, yeah, because there's there's so many ways of going about this, and I'm really excited about all of them. So I I really want your input as well. That's, you know, when I'm working with a, a client, this is part of that stylized like customer service. Is you know, I I need your input too. This is not a you know, this is this is this is crypto for it, but it's a collaboration. So I'm really excited to kind of share with you. And I was like, let me talk to her on the air so you, everybody can see your. Your, re your reaction. <laughs> my reaction is lit right now. My mouth, my jaw is agape. My eyes are huge and I'm really excited right now. So that is my reaction. Thank you again for sharing that with not just me, but everyone here listening. Love it. So I would love for you to share again how we can connect with you and any last minute doses of inspiration. Yes, so connect with me. My email is travelingjess, T-R-A-V-L-N-J-E-S-S, -S, at cryptoflirt.vip. All of my socials are at cryptoflirt. Definitely connect with us on Discord. Again, it's cryptoflirt. Um, and on our website, or if you go to our website, which is cryptoflirt.vip, um, you can also get to our Discord. Through Twitter, you can get to our Discord. I'm always trying to let people over to our Discord because that's where we're a little more personable. Um, and we're able to get all that information out. There's files, there's games, there's, I have a, um, our newest thing is we have a fashion channel by Lex and she's amazing at fashion. So that's been popping lately. Uh, so yeah, definitely join our server. That is, if you don't join anything, like join our server and then you'll join other stuff from there. Um, but our Twitter as well, I definitely put out things, announcements on Twitter. Join my server, Trip Crypto Flirt, absolutely. Our newest thing is I am now, you are looking at 
um, Women Wednesdays on Wealthyverse. So Wealthyverse, I will be doing all of our Wealthyverse, um, kind of just bringing women showcases. It's the Women Wednesday. So bringing women on that YouTube channel and talking to women about what's happening in this space, what's going on, and um, just kind of figuring out a way to onboard more women as well, because we can definitely use more of us in this space. I agree. I agree. We are still a minority, um, and uh, not just women, but yeah. women of color. So it's definitely yes, our okay. part, our role here is to onboard others in the space, those who look like us, those who don't look like us, those who are in the similar industries as us so that we continue to build Web3. So thank you again, Jessica, for sharing with us your insights Absolutely. and your light, for sharing with us these doses of inspo. And I uh, really you. appreciate your, your light and your energy today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. I appreciate having you in the space. You are just so dynamic. I know the first person that, or the first time that I, I saw you, I had never met you. Um, you were on the stage and you're doing this amazing flow. And I just, I, the background that you had, which I heard the backstory about it before that it was not in the colors that it was supposed to be or something like that, but you looked amazing on that with that background. And I was like, she looks like an NFT. Like we're at this NFT convention and this person speaking looks like an NFT. She looks like an avatar. And I remember just snapping some pictures and I was just like, I didn't know you at all. Later that night, we were literally dancing on the dance floor together. And I'm like, I didn't know whether I should say anything. I'm like, whatever, I might not see her again. And I was like, hey, I have some pictures of you. <laughs> I'm not a speaker, I promise. Um, but I was able to send you those pictures. So yeah, I, just the way you you look, your the energy you ex exude, it's like it's just so welcoming and so just I don't know dynamic. That is the word. You are a very dynamic person. I really appreciate knowing you and having you in this space. Hmm. You're so very welcome. Thank you again for sharing that. That was definitely a a wonderful highlight to to NFTLA. I'm so glad that we connected there and have stayed stayed connected and grown closer together yeah. with you as my personal stylist, because that's something that I've, yeah. I've always really wanted. So really appreciate you, Jessica, for sharing with us your light, your insights, and for, for being with us here today on Golden Meta Sessions. Sounds good. Thank you so much. And you have a great day. You as well. Stay gold. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Golden Meta Sessions with Dog Peace. I hope you got that dose of inspiration you were welcoming. Remember to subscribe. New episodes drop weekly every Thursday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. As always, reminding you, it is you who ultimately chooses to consciously express and be gold, a genuine, original, loving dreamer, as you boldly step into the metaverse and achieve your version of success. I'm your host, Dog Peace. What an honor it is to journey with you into NFTs. Stay gold.